Friday, July the 28th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Shore Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. Well, Jeffrey, we started off the week so exciting. Limit up in winter wheat. All of the commodities were up. What what happened the rest of the week? Did we continue? Did we pull back? No, we did not continue, <laughs> unfortunately. That so. was not the answer I was looking for. <laughs> so let's, for the week, corn was up oh, about $4 for the week. Uh, soybeans pulled back, old crop down $10, $11, $12, new crop down just a couple dollars. The wheat, you said how wheat was limit up on uh, Monday, winter wheat. Well, spring wheat ended up the week up about $5 and winter wheat just up uh, two, like $2. So we were, but we were up limit. Limit was 60 cents a bushel, which is what, about $20 a ton. And as the week went on, we started to pull back. So, but we still ended up on the positive side, which, except for soybeans. So that's a good week. Yeah. And we had a little bit of basis increase this week on things. Nothing too major, but probably covered most of the increase. So, you know, as the week went on here, our, our Canadian dollar started to, it started to strengthen, then it pulled back some. So that, the pullback helped bases a little bit. Uh, maybe the dollar went up as oil, crude oil prices went up. Who knows? Do we Did have a petrodollar? Crude oil prices come back down and again with the dollar? <laughs> it's not really, kind of. <laughs> you know, there's a relationship there of when the market wants it to be there. and When it doesn't need it, it's not there, so... You know, uh, the U.S. Federal Reserve and the EU uh, increase interest rates uh, this week by another quarter point. They're still talking about increasing interest rates more in September or something. And uh, uh, interest rate increase is generally considered negative for the economy, negative for consumption, and that even falls over into commodity markets. Negative for demand. Negative for demand. The oil prices creeping up, that's kind of a... That spurs inflation, which is negative for lots of other things. Increased costs. And as farmers, we'll see that in our diesel costs, So, yes, which will. isn't really good. And that increase in oil price, that's uh, kind of more demand than they were pretty much projecting. And some decreased supply from Saudi Arabia. And where else could they decrease supply? Possibly Russia. But with the uh, oil prices going up doesn't that generally support bio or uh, biofuel which yep. is soybeans so shouldn't the soybean market be going up so soybean oil has been on a real run lately mm-hmm. it's uh this year soybean oil is probably at near a uh, high for the year right now and the demand on both the human consumption for vegetable oils and biodiesel have been driving this price and so when soybean meal prices have been strong also, which has resulted in a pretty much a record profit margin for soybean crushing plants in the U.S. And that's a real positive for soybean prices. So as they're making lots of money, you think they should be driving up demand for soybeans and putting higher prices. But I just told you earlier that old crop soybeans have fallen back. They have. Like so... $10 plus and new crop down a little bit. So it's... Uh, it's a fine line if we think back to this year. So Argentina, remember, is way down on production. Argentina is the largest soybean meal exporter in the world. It's a bunch of those markets, uh, people need to go elsewhere. 
uh, some to Brazil. Uh, actually, even heard Argentina importing soybeans from Brazil to keep their crushing crushing plants going. But the U.S. definitely is must be definitely must be probably possibly <laughs> exporting more soybean meal, which is helping their prices in the U.S. too. So that soybean market does have some strong fundamentals in there to support it going forward. Remember, soybeans, the acreage had them down, what was it, uh, five and a half million acres from the projected planting to actual plantings. So that was a huge a decrease. Hit. And they have had some hot, dry weather, which will affect some yield. So there are some fundamentals in the soybean market that should, which support, sound, them. should support it, but prices were negative this week. But is old crop beans still over 700 bucks? No, just under. Just under. Just under. So this is the first week that they've dropped under 700 bucks yeah. here in our local market for a very long time. So yeah. even though there's lots of things that can maybe support that price, do you think maybe they were just, the market said, you know what, they're already a good price. Yeah, I think that's part. <laughs> you know, new crops still over $600 here in the, you know, $630 in the our market. So that's still a pretty good price. Uh, one farmer this week told me, says, you know, I know I can make money of that. You're, you're over $600. Yes. Sell me, put me down for some more. So that's, soybeans looks like it should be some more in there. So the other, you know, remember the other big thing that drove prices this week was the bombing in the Ukraine where they bombed those Odessa ports and they bombed up the, the Danube river that's Where, right. Well, the Black Sea Trade Agreement came to an end last yeah. week, right? So then the big talk was that exports were coming out of the Danube. So then Russia decided to bomb them. And so they, the Danube flows into the Black Sea. <clears throat> yeah. And Russia just isn't going to allow anything out that way. Uh, like I, I did read today, oh, they can still export some through the Danube, but... You also read where nobody wants to send their ships in. Nobody, the mm -hmm. insurance companies won't insure them and stuff. So, well, we've also, or I've also read about rail that there were some countries that were trying to help support Ukraine and exporting through rail. But I think you read somewhere else, Jeff, that there's just no room in the EU well, budget they, also yeah. to support that. The EU, the head of the EU, has come out and said they will do everything they can to increase rail and truck exports out of uh, Ukraine. <coughs> Excuse me. But remember, there's the Poland, Romania, what was the other country that was banning imports of wheat and corn stocks and that from the Ukraine because it was pulling the price so low in their countries. Yeah. So now what they're trying to do is say, it's not coming in your country, it's going through your country. So not that's... Stopping. Not stopping. Not <laughs> stopping. Uh, but... Then, yeah, again, we just read here this afternoon how the EU, basically the market was thinking the EU was going to subsidize these shipments and they supposedly don't have any money for that. So time will tell how that works out. People want to support the Ukraine farmers, but it's if they don't, it's making very uneconomical un for them to grow crops going forward if this war continues on, which it seems to. So remember, so that those bombings happen. Wheat prices took up, limit up, we already talked about, and then they pulled back as the week went on. It's just the, it seems like the, the market won't respond to less supply and stuff in the wheat side. You know, we, if we jump over to Hard Red Spring, it's supposedly in hot, dry growing conditions. They had a, a 
tour through the hard red spring growing areas of the U.S. this week. And they're coming out with numbers just a little bit lower than what the USDA was projecting. So it's still, they're not cutting it back that much, though they keep saying they're in terrible growing conditions. So what's driving, or what was the reason the, the price dropped? I don't want to say driving prices lower, but... <laughs> well, for on the wheat side, it's... The market just, like, just kind of forgot about Ukraine. It's like, yeah, we're not going to get the mark. We're not going to get crops out of there that much right now. So, say la vie. It doesn't seem to be worried about it. There are other suppliers, you know, some analysts are waiting to see if prices will jump up in Europe for wheat. Like, France is a big, big exporter of soft wheat. And so, if those countries in Africa and Egypt and everywhere, if they're looking for other suppliers, that should push the prices up to other places. And that will, maybe the wheat market will respond, but... I think in my little note, one the mark the notes I put down here, the market will just not respond to bullish fundamentals right now. It's just waiting to be fed some more, and it's hard to imagine what it could be for the wheat market to. Oh, what? There's enough things. How in do you there. make a decision, then, Jeff? All the things they're telling you that the prices should go up and they're coming down. Like, what do you? How do you? How do you? market in a market like this well don't get greedy go back to your uh, cost of productions you know see what you have for yield and market it profitably and we know the numbers are there to make it profitable and don't be looking for that home run and because if to get a home run in the wheat market it's got to be something really terrible probably in russia ukraine Russia's wheat still must be getting to the markets or they wouldn't cut off the Ukraine because Russia wants, they had, remember they had the record crop last year. They have lots to export and they've been having record exports too. Well, Russia's, we've talked about this a couple of times too in the past that Russia's been undercutting any other tenders out there, which is really driving prices down too, right? Because yep. then... Keeping a floor on prices or, or keep or pulling that floor lower. I yeah, guess. absolutely. Pulling the floor. So it's this is a very interesting market, and time will tell the story. <laughs> Tune in next week and the week after that and the week after. Say now the prices are there to be profitable for farmers who want to market their wheat and say and again winter wheat crops are looking pretty good in this area. Hopefully we don't get too much damp weather this time of year. They get some good weather to get it off dry. Stuff that has been off so far has been good in that. So let's jump away from wheat, go into corn and soybeans. What's been happening in corn and soybeans? What's what's the biggest thing you think this week in corn and soybeans, Dolores? They, they've been growing. No. <laughs> yeah, well, they've been growing here, growing in the States. and But the thing affecting prices is weather, weather, weather. Weather forecasts, I should say. Weather forecasts and the change in forecasts. <laughs> Oh, is it going to rain in this area or that area? And how much did it rain last night? And oh, it's triple digit temperature. So, like, that's hard on the corn. It's not in soybeans. It's, they're not getting the moisture. Oh, wait a minute. You go a mile and they've got a bunch of moisture. It's they just keep saying a have and have not areas. And uh, I was watching a weather broadcast today. And they were talking about how the drought monitor way back in 2012, this was the last real big drought year, was much worse than the state's, the drought monitor is now in 2023. So we're not, uh, 
we're not as dry as they thought we were or as the market wanted to tell so maybe those yields still will come on those crops and the forecast right now is cooler and some more moisture but there's still going to be have not areas in for corn and beans and time will tell time will tell i know locally we had someone in the office today that was just out in western ontario and he um told us that some of the best crops are right here in uh in our local area we live so. in the bread basket of ontario we really do jeff don't we we live in the bread basket of ontario you know so, so. that is something to be optimistic about anyway <laughs> yeah so locally what's uh, fungicides being sprayed on corn some of the later soybeans are getting fungicide Crops look good right they now. They do look very excellent. They, yep. You know, there we Winter definitely wheat's coming off here. Yep. Yeah. Spring wheat's just around the corner. Two like or three weeks away, maybe. Things are getting good. There's still some demand for old crop soybeans. Amazing found what was it? Three customers came forward this week with on farms. <laughs> oh, I got a load. Got two loads. Blah blah. Whatever. You know, get rid of. Uh, we're a little worried about the bases on that as demand is. Really getting diminished. Slowing. Slowing. It's a good word. Old crop corn, demand is spotty at best. Prices are spotty, and it's just kind of, it's hit and miss. It really is. When corn pulled back a couple weeks ago, demand just jumped up. Oh, we're going to export now. And oh, in the feed mills, you're going to use lots of corn. And then corn price comes up $20, $25. Oh, we're Never back mind. off of that. Never mind. <laughs> it's a... Uh, yeah, it just seemed like, oh, it's up $20. It's going to go up $40. Oh, no, it didn't, you know. So it's have to see really what happens. And let's see. I think the most positive thing is that prices weren't real negative this week. And our crops are looking good. Yes, they are. Looking good. And it's a great, great time for all the summer activities. So Absolutely. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. I hope everyone enjoys what is supposed to be a very lovely weekend. Thanks for tuning in. And oh, for sure. And oh, Dolores, enjoy your uh, your whatever vacation is. this one is coming up. My whatever up vacation. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. For however many times. We'll talk to everybody next week. Bye for now.